You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Paul Fasolakis, uh, Mr. Salvatore Cusmano is here today. How are you? I'm good. good Looking morning. good. Beautiful Thanks. blazer you've got on. Yeah, different one today. Yeah. <laughs> I like the elbow patches. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've blown countless elbows out of my shirt. Uh, Brad Weisgerber came in wearing something totally different. Looks fantastic. I don't know what happened, but you look good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I just want to start the show off by saying uh, thank you to all our subscribers on our, on our podcast. If you are listening, please make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, go to our website at www.irepodcast.com. Really appreciate the support. We can't do what we do without you, so uh, thank you to all of you. We have a really, really special guest today. We have Mayor Michael Fournier. Am I saying that right? Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Uh, it's French. French. <laughs> it's French. Yeah. Uh, um, Michael, do you go by Mike or Mike? You go by Mike. You got to go by Mike, right? Or well, as mayor, I go by a lot of names. Yeah. But Mike is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Mike uh, is is the mayor of Royal Oak, Michigan. It's a just for all our listeners out there across the country and actually across the uh, the world. Um, Royal Oak is a really, really like interesting place in, in Michigan. It's it's really grown quite a bit. It's a it's becoming like a really a destination type city. It's got a beautiful, thriving downtown. Um, it's interesting. I'm going to go through a list of, of a lot of the projects that are happening right now. Um, but I wanted you to introduce yourself and kind of give us some, some of your background and how you became mayor and how you got to this point. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, my journey into, uh, the elected arena began back in 2011. Um, you know, our city, the country, the nation was really coming out of the great recession. And unlike a lot of businesses, communities, especially in Michigan, really struggled financially. We have a lot of, um, um, older, antiquated, um, policies and laws and statutes that, you know, prevent cities from really rebounding, uh, in Michigan and school districts as well, uh, out of the Great Recession. So, um, I decided to put my hat in the ring. Um, my background is in finance and accounting. Uh, I specialize in that. I was a treasurer for a, um, a, a firm in Farmington Hills for a while. Um, decided that, uh, I, run for office, um, knew some folks in town and they uh, encouraged me to do so. Um, very interesting time for the first four years, worked really hard, uh, really stabilized uh, the finances of, uh, of the city, um, ran again for city commissioner uh, four years later and uh, was appointed mayor pro tem by my um, colleagues. And then uh, when Jim Ellison left for the state house, mm -hmm. uh, my colleagues uh, put me in as mayor. And I just had an election uh, last year where and you won and I won. Congrats! And so I'm, I'm here, here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so how how long is your term now? I, two years. Two years. Two Got years. It. Yep. So I'll be up for re-election next year. Awesome. Awesome. Just just so the audience understands, our business Omega Lending actually is located in Royal Oak. We we are right off Main Street. Um, Salvatore Cusmano actually yes. Uh, actually lives in the city. Our other partner, Chad, lives in the city. So we are very much ingrained in the city, and we, we're kind of seeing what's happening, Sal, in the city over the over the past few years. And there's been just a, a real explosion of development in the area. Yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, I've lived here six years now, and, and even that, I mean, a lot of people, you know, that I talk to are like, oh, man, 20 years ago, and I couldn't even imagine then. 
right? Yeah. But even in the past six years, so many new businesses, so much going on, the landscape of the city is changing. And I think you got what a list of projects going on. Yeah. So I'm going to go through some the three things that I want to talk about today with you um, is the growth, obviously, of the city. I think it's it's very notable that some of your challenges of being mayor uh, and, and what that's like just being in that office, because I think that's an interesting concept, even for business people to hear what your challenges are in the public sector compared to the private sector. And then there's a, a really hot topic that I asked the audience of what we should talk about. This Royal Oak Transit proposal, sure. we're, we're going to touch on that. <laughs> it is just uh, it is causing just some a lot of the things that happens with, with change and growth. It, you get a lot of pushback. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Let's start with the growth, man. I'm going to go through some of these uh, projects that are happening right now. I want the audience to understand the city of Royal Oak is, has 50,000 basically uh, or 60,000 60, um, residents basically, yep. right? So for a 60,000 member community, this is pretty impressive. So I'm going to go through this list. Uh, there's a Royal Oak Civic Center that's in a central park that's being developed. It's a massive development. Uh, it's going to be a 30,000 square foot city hall building, a new parking garage with 581 spaces, uh, and a new public park. There's an Etkin office building. There's Woodward Corners happening. Hyatt, there's a new Hyatt being built in the city. Um, there's a 600 South Main, which is a 77,000 square foot new office space with 19,000 square feet of retail, another 428 uh, spots for parking. Uh, the Kinetic Creations headquarters is being built, and also this massive, uh, the Griffin apartment complex, which is 245 luxury apartments. It's going to be 250,000 square feet. It's going to cost $65 million. Uh, and there's also the former Citizens Bank. And there's there's more. I mean, this is just like the major stuff that's happening in the right. city right now. Uh, so there's much, much more. So talk to me. Uh, about the growth, uh, and, and, you know, it's over the past 20 years, I mean, it's unrecognizable where, where Royal Oak was to where it is today. And, and obviously that's very planned out and very methodical on how you're doing that. Talk to me about what you or, or why you believe in the city and the growth that it's, and why it can sustain that much growth. Yeah. Well, you know, first off, like you said, I mean, we're a pretty densely populated community, 60,000 people in 12 square miles. We have a great mix of neighborhoods and people that live here. And Royal Oak has always been a really amazing place to live. Yeah. Um, We've had the the privilege uh, to be sort of in the center of southeast Michigan, right at the cross-section of Woodward, 696, and I-75. So our geography has always lended ourselves throughout our history to be sort of a, a It's hotspot. really situated well. It's really situated well. Um, you know, and, and the, the projects that you mentioned are really centered around our downtown, but there is a tremendous amount of growth going on in our neighborhoods, um, outside outside the downtown corridor. Beaumont's doing an amazing development, Woodward Corners up near 13 yeah. Mile. Uh, if you look around, um, you see new homes going up, homes being refurbished. Kindergarten enrollment is up. We're one of the few cities in the state of Michigan that actually saw population growth, uh, which is a pretty amazing feat considering uh, some of the uh, challenges that our state has faced over the last decade. So um, people want to be here, and that's really, you know, the core of our strength. So what do we do? We have to build on that, right? We can't try to be something we're not. Um, a lot of this growth really began back in 2012 when um, a number of businesses in the community came to us and said, hey, we're struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we have online retail that is, you know, starting to emerge and really, you know, capture a lot of the market. Uh, we have the emergence of Detroit, which is very exciting for all of us. 
um, Ferndale, some of the other neighboring communities that are investing There's in their downtowns. Now. There's competition, which yeah. is good. I mean, we should rise with the tide, right? It's not a net sum game. I mean, right. our you whole can't region... lay stagnant while other people are competing, right? <laughs> exactly, right. exactly. And so we said, okay, well, what are we going to do? Let's put together a crew of people made up of our city staff, some elected officials, the DDA, residents, business owners, and we spent some time on the downtown task force and said, okay, what what do we need to do to preserve what makes Royal Oak really awesome, which is our really cool, eclectic uh, downtown. And so we decided that we had some underused um, surface parking lots that we could put out on the market and say, okay, bring us your proposals. And what we've seen since then, um, you know, we had a goal of 180,000 square feet of Class A office space uh, out of this committee. So we said, look, you know what? Residents come to town. We love seeing our downtown, but that's not enough to keep the businesses going. Right. We really need daytime traffic. And right. We estimated, okay, 180,000 square feet of Class A office space. So we started moving forward. We hired an economic development manager. We really started to approach this uh, professionally, not, you know, I mean, this was a You're priority. Not slapping for stuff together. Not slapping stuff together. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not a huge city, but, you know, we should put some resources for into sure. making sure we're economically viable. Um, and, and it wasn't just for the businesses. I mean, if you look at the difference between Royal Oak and maybe some other neighboring communities, the value of our homes, I believe, and I think others believe that, uh, it's really predicated on a vibrant downtown, you know, mm-hmm. being close to the downtown, all the excitement that's in our it's downtown, walkability, the people, walkability, yeah. <clears throat> um, really brings, you know, value to our homes. And, and also given, you know, some of the tumultuous issues we've had with statutes in the state related to how cities can collect taxes and revenues. I mean, we saw a huge drop in revenue as a city, just like every other city mm-hmm. did around here. We said, okay, well, this could happen again. So for the next 10, 20 years, we need, we really need a strong economic base. We need people working in the city. We need office buildings. We can't just have restaurants and bars and, right. mm-hmm. you know, some retail. We need to really have a good diverse mix of uh, commerce in our community. And so all of this sort of transcended into what you see today. We had developers come, um, make us proposals. Um, we engaged with them. We said, okay, let's do some of these projects. And, you know, I'm proud to say that this city has attracted over 300,000 square feet of class A. I mean, government overachieving, creating a plan, (laughs) executing the plan, and then overshooting that plan. I mean, that's something that's really unheard of. And, And that's really a testament to, you know, all the hard work from our city staff, um, our volunteers, but more importantly, the support of all the residents uh, getting behind this plan. So we're excited. Within a quarter square mile of downtown, uh, we're seeing uh, you know hundreds of millions of dollars worth of investment. We're going to bring close to fifteen hundred to two thousand well-paying jobs in that quarter square mile. I mean, oh. this is really a big mm-hmm. deal. I think this is unprecedented uh, in the region for sure. And you know, and so we deal with the real estate side quite a bit. And we've seen, and, and Sal and Brad, you guys can talk about this. We've seen. The, the growth of the, of the, of, of the homes and the, the values and the redevelopment and the teardowns and people building it. People are investing. The desire. The desi- to be there's, a there's a want, is, is, yes. right? Yeah. It, there's, a, there's a deep want to live in the area. Yeah. And I don't know what it was like. You said it started back in 2012. I, I do. Was, I don't know what it was like different. back then. I'm, I'm not from around here, but I, I do know what it's like now. And downtown, anytime during the day, is the place to be. I mean, there's people walking around. There's, there's always something going on. It's, You've done a lot. It's it's it's, it's so impressive. so the audience understands. I mean, for those that remember <clears throat> Royal Oak, I'm going to age myself a little bit better, a little bit right now. Back in the day, Royal Oak was very different. It's a little bit seedier. It, it wasn't as vibrant. 
Uh, if anybody remembers, yeah, it was. Uh, if you remember uh, Brazil's, the coffee shop, I don't know if anybody remembers that. It was an awesome coffee shop. It was very different. And over time, just people started gravitating toward the, towards the area because people wanted walkability. People wanted to be in a downtown area. People wanted to be able to live, work, and eat at the same place and play, right? Yep. And I think that's a big thing that kind of happened because there's a, mo- there's a time where people wanted to go out to the suburbs. And then all of a sudden we saw a contraction. People wanted to be back into a little downtown. And there's a lot of investment on a lot of downtowns around here. To your point, there's a lot of, you know, you've got Berkeley in the same area. You've got Clawson. You've got um, Birmingham. You've got Ferndale. All these downtowns are really very close to each other. And, and, and Royal Oak really has set themselves apart based on the things that are happening. Yeah, Paul, you touched on something that really we can't ignore. I mean, there is a macroeconomic trend out there that we're seeing all over the world. Anybody that's in the auto industry, I happen to work in the auto industry full time. um, You see that urbanization is happening. Uh There are generational shifts in people's desires. People Mm -hmm. aren't necessarily seeking, you know, the large home way out in the middle of the country and commute four hours into work back and forth every day and sit in traffic. They value time more some than people. they value money. If you guys are hiring, I mean, sometimes you see that with some of the younger candidates. You know, it's not always about money. It's, okay, how much vacation do I get? Do I have flexibility right. totally in the workplace? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and those are all good things, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, shifting and understanding that this trend is coming, you know, cities have to get ahead of it. And I think Royal Oak is. The other thing I think that really is uh, a testament to Royal Oak's success is people identify our community a lot with our down. Downtown. Okay, great. We understand people from all over the country, the state, whatever, say, okay, Royal Oak has a great downtown. But uh, our neighborhoods yeah. are absolutely amazing. Our schools are amazing. And I think what you saw in, you know, after the Great Recession is Royal Oak at, for a couple decades there in the 80s and 90s was really a starter home community. Mm-hmm. You know, folks would move in. Yeah. Um, there were still families here and everything, but, you know, you saw disproportionate to other communities that, you know, families would move out, buy that bigger home out in the northern part of Oakland County, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, during the Great Recession, I believe that a number of families were, um, you know, had to stay in Royal Oak. And as yeah. they raised their kids, their kids got into the schools. They got to meet the neighbors. They got to see that, you know, for example, we have one of the best soccer programs in all of the state. I think it's the second largest and run extremely well. Um, they started to see, oh, my goodness. You know, yeah, the downtown. Okay, that's great. Right. I might go there once a week or whatever. But the um, sense of community, the um, energy in mm-hmm. our neighborhoods, the parks. We have over 50 parks and 12 square miles. People are just, you know – began to re-identify what was important to them in life and being close to work, being close to all these amenities, um, I think really helped propel Royal Oak to where we're at today and is a reason why you see, I mean, enrollment up in the schools, you see population growth, and of course you see people every corner investing in their homes and property. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Sal, you you moved here specifically when you're, I mean, you're a millennial, you wanted certain things that probably Royal Oak offered. And really, the, the Royal Oak is really nothing without the community. Let's be right. honest, right? Well, when I moved here, I was <clears throat> 22, 23. Right. So I moved here to party. To party. Essentially, right? <laughs> I, probably like a lot of young people thought. But now, that. as I grow, I mean, we set but up you a stay. business here, right? And but it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, oh, do I want to move you know, to Northern Oakland County or, or wherever, right? Yeah. Uh, away from the city or why would I? Right. right. Everything's here. There's there's food, there's schools, there's everything that you could ever want in the city and it's only growing up, which is exciting. Right. Yeah. You know? It's got all the walkability and it's it's really close to like you said, all the major arteries. It's six ninety six, seventy five. It's it's all right there. But it's not all gravy because Whoa. there's some problems with Royal Oak too, right? What there's do you some, mean? Some issues. What issues? 
parking? Oh yeah, I mean, I was gonna get to that. So, <laughs> With like, the growth comes some yeah, issues. So, so obviously, there. This has been in the news, and this is something that I was gonna touch on. With all this growth, uh, it, there there's pain, right? It's not easy. People don't really want to ch- like. Some people just are a little hesitant to. They're like, okay, we're good, right? We're let's let's not keep going. Um, some of the businesses have complained, and it's been in the news about the parking. But it, but to me, to just and we're in the in the city. We we dealt with it. I've mm-hmm. gotten a lot of parking tickets. To be honest with you, lots so, lots of parking until we figured out the parking. Th- but realistically, but that's kind of the price you pay for growth a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, nobody comes to Royal Oak anymore because it's too crowded, right? Right. I mean, that's always how we joke. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of it is there is a, there is something we need to do as a city and we're, we're working on it and improving it to make sure people understand where the parking is. We have over 4,000 parking spots within the quarter square. It's just mile the ones that we're downtown. used to are gone. The ones that you're used to. I mean, people have this concept back in 1990 when Royal Oak was not, you know, the economic engine it is today right. that I can just pull up. There'll be 10 spots available in front of the retail outlet and I'll be able to go and do mm-hmm. my business and leave um, or go on a Saturday night. You know, there's a hundred spots available. And so, you know, to us, that's not, you know, a good problem, right? right. The problem when your parking spots aren't full, yeah. that's a problem. Right. right. So, um, I mean, we've invested in parking, Paul. You mentioned we built a 500, we're building a 581 space parking deck. Um, and we got to also plan for the future. I mean, mobility trends are changing. We're seeing more and more, which is a really good thing. We're not writing as many DUIs anymore. Our, that's good. Our, our, our officers, which is really good. Thank you, Uber. Unfortunately, <laughs> Uber. that's been replaced by texting and driving uh, accidents. Ooh. Oh, but, uh, yeah. But, you know, it's good that we're not writing those. But what we found is that a lot of people are not only living here and walking to town, but they're also finding ulterior, uh, Uber and Lyft right. and whatnot to, to come to downtown, which is great. Um, you know, cities built around cars are for cars. Yeah. Cities built around people are for people. And I think that, um, you know, dedicating all of our free land in the city for excess parking on Friday and Saturday night is not a good use of community space. Mm-hmm. Taking some of that land and turning it into green space with a downtown park where we can all get together and have amazing <clears throat> events, et cetera, is great. Taking some of that land, building vertically and bringing in uh, daytime workers to patronize our businesses so we can patronize them at night and help our s- small business community be successful is important. Um, and then, of course, you know, to compensate for that, we're building parking decks. So it's a change. Uh, Birmingham is almost exclusively parking deck and, you know, <laughs> and they still that, have a parking problem, by the way. Yeah. And, yeah. and when you build an exciting place, <clears throat> yeah. you know, um, you're going to have people struggling to, to find parking, which I don't believe is a terrible situation. And for your listeners that come and visit Royal Oak, all of our parking garages, you come there before five o'clock. The first two hours are free. You'll never get a ticket if you park in the garage. And if it's snowing out, you can get in your car. There's no snow on your car. It's really great. But see, people don't even know that. People like we didn't even know that. We work. The garage is heaven. The 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 garage garage is awesome. I mean, it's heaven. And And there's there's a ton of garages. There's like three completely empty floors on it every single day, right? So there's plenty of parking actually for anyone who wants to come here, even on the weekends, right? But nobody wants to go into the parking garage though. It's changing that psychology. You have to get over that. Yeah. And get go in and look what it's like. I mean the irony is is you find people that go to Myers on the weekend to go grocery shopping. And they're and it's a Saturday and the parking lot's full and they're walking way farther, <laughs> way farther. Yeah. It's, it's to, just to it's do habit. their shopping. It's yeah. habit. It's what you're used to. It's change. It's always difficult. One thing I wanted to touch on before we move on to the next topic is that Henry Ford just announced a twenty year twenty year lease and yeah. the, the new building, which is a big kind of a big deal, right? It's a big deal. 
Yeah, I mean, they're 20 years. They're, they decided we're going to set up roots here and grow within the city. And I don't think, and we see this, you know, Detroit's a good example of this. If you can bring in, um, um, uh, People that are daytime workers, that's going to really do wonders for the city, the businesses, because they're all going to have to eat. They're all going to have to go want to go play, have a drink. Right. So talk to me how, you know, how you feel about that and how that that happened. So, you know, our original thought was, is that, you know, that building uh, at the Civic Center, the office building, the 140,000 square feet of office space would really be you know, a mix of many different tenants, right? Yeah. Uh, and that we could always incubate and cycle in different folks that wanted to be part of what's exciting in Royal Oak. Well, when this opportunity came along, we said, okay, this is very interesting. I mean, one, you have a very credible, you know, tenant, a very successful tenant, somebody that's going to be around for yeah. a very long Don't think time. they're not going to pay, right? They're not, yeah. They're, yeah. You're not going to have to worry <laughs> about them going away. Right. They're also bringing a service to our community as we have the silver tsunami hitting all of Michigan and Royal Oak's no exception, an aging population. Some of these services are going to be tremendously valued by yeah. our, our population. Um, but so we didn't, I mean, I think they're bringing in two to 300 full-time workers, which is a little shy of what we thought. But what's more exciting for the services that they're offering, they're going to bring in a couple hundred thousand visitors to Royal Oak every year. These are folks that are going to um, eat at our restaurants. They're going to have additional touch points. They're going to think about, oh, my goodness, I'm going to take my spouse here this Friday yeah. because Royal Oak is really awesome and happening. And so it, it, from a, um economic perspective, uh, this has really transformed into something I think that's going to be pretty remarkable for our city and we're very excited and happy and henry ford health systems has a great reputation as far as being a community partner so their philanthropic activity um the engagement that they're going to have with our uh community is is going to be top notch and we're excited about it that's awesome no i mean I'm a big support. I mean, I know. Listen, it's it's happening right behind our office. And when when they took away our parking spots, we oh. were like, "Oh man, what are we, like?" And they're building, but seeing it happen, and, yeah. and it it is exciting. To me, it's exciting because I mean, not to knock any business in specific or anything like that, but like as the city grows and people are attracted, like there will probably only be good restaurants right. that will last, right? And good, you got to perform good yeah. spots, right? I mean, it's kind of yeah. like it's good competition and. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, that's that's just life, right? And I think that ultimately uh, it's going to help the city become even better. Look, with- some of the businesses have complained about the parking, but like – and they said potentially if, – if, look, if you have a good business, people will come, right? Uh, to yeah. me, but to the same point, you, you got to acknowledge the business, right? Because they're, they're a major part of the community. You want to support them. For so sure. Yeah. What, what are you guys doing about the business owners that are being inconvenienced by the construction? Yeah. So, so our community engagement specialist, Judy Davids, has been absolutely amazing. We've engaged every single business. We've gone door to door asking what we can do. Um, we had a particular restaurant come to me and say, hey, you know, we could really use some valet parking. We can open it up to the public. This will really help sort of our corner of the city while, you know, we're working on the alley. You know what? Within a week or two weeks or three weeks, we had that cooking and we got that valet parking in. We had folks that initially saying, Hey, we have issues with food delivery. You know, we're going to get parking tickets, et cetera. So we worked with our police department to make sure that those folks would be able to get, um, you know, access to the, to the business without getting parking tickets so they could deliver food throughout the city. So, um, at every step of the way, there are a few businesses though that quite frankly never respond to our inquiries. Uh, one in particular. <laughs> um, and you know, what can you do? You know what I mean? 
Um, I think uh, you can only help the willing. You can only help the willing, and yeah, there are going to be some struggles during construction. I mean, we've all endured this in our personal life, and you know, when you do a big project like this, um, you know, you're going to endure it as well. But you have to look beyond, you know, the six months to a year of construction, and you have to look at the, you know, I mean, this one project alone, this one office building that Henry Ford Health Systems is going to occupy. Um, is estimated to bring in $250 million a year in economic activity for the region, wow. all coming from, you know, most of that being absorbed into right. Royal Oaks. So, um, that's a big, that's a big deal. So, um, yes, we acknowledge there's issues. We have a crew set up to handle those and work through those. Um, we, we're going to be launching a new promotion. Uh, you know, I don't want to speak too much about it, but in partnership with some of the restaurants and retailers in downtown about, you know, encouraging people to use the parking garages and getting incentivized to do so. We've brought in Lyft. Uh, we've comped, you know, $5 on every Lyft ride, uh, wow. to come into the city. So, um, we are doing things, but fundamentally, um, when you look at Royal Oak and especially when we talk about restaurants, um, what is it across the nation within the first year, 50% of restaurants fail within five years, 80% fail, something ridiculous like yeah, that. It's a tough business in Royal Oak. Yeah. You're not seeing anywhere near those numbers, mm-hmm. right? No, I'm not saying that, that, that restaurants aren't struggling. They're not having to compete with, you know, Detroit and other areas. Um, and they're, they're also competing with the fact that people just aren't going out as much. I mean, it's a different generational thing. Mm-hmm. They have Facebook, social media, mm-hmm. they're playing video games. I don't even you know. Adapt I mean, I'm, to the yeah. new market. Yeah. And, and so, um, what you find is, is that, um, you know, this is the whole purpose and some irony of why we have this project here is to bring those people back and into the community while they're working during the day so they can patronize these businesses. Well, it's, it's, dude, it's like if you're renovating your kitchen in your house, it's going to suck, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's going to suck. You're going to have to like cook in the basement or like figure stuff. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you're going to have a really nice kitchen in your right. house, right? Anything when you do something like you're basically renovating the city right. and it's, it's really nice to and, see. And Brad, I would rather be in front of you today talking about the problems of growth right. and the problems for of decay. Because sure. if sure. people were saying, look, it takes 20 minutes for the cops to get to my door. My house was once 300, worth 300000 It's now worth 100000 There are abandoned homes all yeah. over. Mm-hmm. What are you doing with the abandoned homes? The Sounds downtown is, you know, nobody's going to it anymore. Um, if you don't do anything, you're going to have that set of problems. So no matter what, there's going to be challenges in life. You know, life is a struggle. And mm-hmm. at least we're struggling with, you know, the challenges. These are the right growth. problems. These right. are the right problems. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I had one more question about the. Jesus. The, I'm sorry. You're taking over the show. I mean, this is. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, do, do whatever you want. Uh, so you're talking about um, neighboring communities and, and what they're doing and stuff. So downtown Detroit has. Um, Something really cool. They have two different companies. Oh, I was going to bring this up. Yeah. 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 So they have these the little these little scooters. Yep. Right. You do it. Um, you're looking into it. Actually, we're getting a serious look at it. Really? Yeah. They're the coolest thing ever. I mean, the only problem with them, and just to be fair, is that they're all over the place, right? That's a good thing. I I know, but at the same time, they're all over the place. You trip over them, right? Like, so there's 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 a there's a they're they're really really cool for the audience, just so they understand. There's Bird, and in Detroit, they've really or something like that. Yeah, they 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 blew up. Basically, what it is is it's a scooter. You have an app. You get on the scooter. You ride it to wherever you want. Where whenever you get to wherever you want, you just drop it. You just park it. You just park it and put it against the wall. Yeah. It's the craziest thing. I mean, it's Sal, pretty as, cool, as, but as, I, a, as a resident, would you like to see all those scooters everywhere? No. Well, because not really, because I, I mean, or you're you walking take down, one home. You know, you're walking on the street and <laughs> one zips right by you. I mean, you don't must have to have like a lane for them. And I think that. I think it almost causes more problems. You can walk from one, you can walk from 11 and Main to the train tracks in three minutes. Right. You know, yeah. so this it's kind of like, do I need it's a not scooter? New York, I, don't, I don't see it happening. I don't yeah. But they have quite a distance to them. Like, Sal, you could, we're like arguing. You could take it. one from your house to the office 
and then grab another one when you leave work, go back Brad, home, and you Brad get paid just to loves charge it overnight. These things. That's all it is. I mean, you, <laughs> you, just you get paid like to charge it overnight. That would like, actually that's part of their be model, pretty right? cool. So, like, you would never have to like get in your car unless except you were I going have to go places and right? can't take a break. Right. Well, so <laughs> I don't know. I it's, mean, it's a cool concept, everyone cool. out there. But you know, whatever. We'll move on. Now. We got other <laughs> stuff to talk about. Um, so. You know, Mike, I want to talk to you a little bit about the challenges of being mayor, right? You were, you went from the private sector to the public sector. You know, there's, a, there's a lot of different challenges for, with both, but there's similarities too, right? Um, talk to us about some of the challenges of like that transition and how you were able to adapt. And then, you know, talk to us a little bit about like what you see as challenges in your specific office that you have to deal with on a day to day basis. Yeah, yeah, and to be clear, I'm still in the private sector. I oh, mean, the I way the oh. way Royal Oak is designed, I mean, it's sixty thousand people, but we're really sort of a a, a condo board. Got if it. you think yeah. about it. Yeah. So we're yeah. here to oversee. We have a full time city manager. Got it. Um, I'm considered a weak mayor, which means that you know I'm just one of the commissioners, but I run the meeting. And under certain circumstances, is that the actual term? Or is yeah, it's a weak, a weak mayor, mayor form of government. Oh, yeah, got yeah. It. Okay. So <laughs> all right. Um, so really you know, strange. we all have full time jobs. I get paid forty dollars a meeting. So oh. twice a month, I, I mean, I get paid eighty dollars. But most of that gets spent on babysitters. And, so you're not uh, like the mayor of Detroit where you're getting no. oodles of money. No, oh. no. I mean, this you is, still have to work. I still have to work. I oh. have a mortgage to pay. <laughs> I got kids to save for college for. And, um, you know, it's really no different than, um, you know, someone signs up to coach soccer, little league or, you know, belongs to the library board or whatever. I mean, got we're just it. community okay. volunteers. For some reason, I thought it was just a full time thing. No, for it's not. Oh. No. So you have a day job. I have a day job. That's what he's saying, man. That's. It's just registering now. So you're not like in the mayor's office. <laughs> I don't even day. have an office. That's crazy. I don't even have an office. My office is my laptop that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I that's don't have interesting. An okay. Yeah. So for a city that's 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 as ex- as explosive as Royal Oak, you're a weak mayor. Yeah, I'm a weak mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Strong performance, weak mayor. <laughs> so how how involved Which are you in? All, I mean, all of these projects that are going on, I would assume that the mayor would be heavily involved. It in. seems like a lot of it's stuff. a lot. Yeah. To look, do. I, I'm not. I, I won't deny it. I mean, it does take away from my personal time. If you ask me what's playing on TV or Netflix, I would have no idea. I mean, I you don't I, Netflix and chill. I, I, maybe maybe occasionally on a weekend. I mean, now that college football's up, I do I do make some time to to watch my Spartans. But there you uh, go. Um, Big game. You know, it, it, it's um. You know, I do have to spend time. I mean, there's a lot of reading. There's corresponding with uh, constituents, uh, and there's meeting with some of the folks that are interested in investing in our community. I mean, I can tell you, you know, Stout Advisory Firm uh, built an awesome building. Built here. an awesome. Well, Edkin built it. They moved in. Yeah. I mean, a world class firm. They have. This is their headquarters. They're yeah. located all over the world. I mean, they're the type of firm that Goldman Sachs hires to do yeah. premium work. I mean, right. that's how good they are. Um, and. Uh, I got a call that said, hey, they're interested in coming to Royal Oak. So after work one day, I drove down. I went to Southfield, went up the elevator, uh, passed a deli and a trading card shop. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use this to sell Royal Oak for sure. <laughs> um, went up, met in the, met with their COO, and really started to explain all the exciting things that are going on in Royal Oak. With that passion. We, we have a hotel coming in. Um, you know, you're not going to be the only one here. You know, there's a number of uh, projects underway. Uh, and it clicked. And next thing you know, they're signing a lease. And co- I can't say that I had 100% to do with it, but I mean, you sold your city, though. I sold my, I, yeah. my job. I took an oath to defend my city to make sure that everyone in the city is safe and that, you know, their assets are protected and that, you know, we have a good and high quality of life and we do it the right way. And I also, took an oath to be the biggest advocate of my city, the biggest salesperson of my city. And so a lot of the time I spend is working with uh, potential people that are interested in the community. And it's not just 
um, developers. It could be hospitals. It could be mm-hmm. a lot of its All existing of businesses. Stuff, yeah. What can we do to make people successful from residents to small business owners in this community? But look, I'm not spending 80 hours a week doing it, and I shouldn't. That's not how our government was designed here. We are designed to have professional managers managing it with an oversight board. Uh, but I can't help myself. I mean, if there's an opportunity, yeah. I'm going to go after yeah. it and make sure that our city is always on the forefront of every decision people are making. One of the coolest things, awesome. Sal, is of, with us working down here and mm-hmm. having a business down here is you can't replicate the energy of a downtown. Like even though we don't have a massive <clears> office, <throat> I feel like people would like when people want come come and they might want to work at our company, they see what's going on and it, like it, it's like basically having a sweet uh, office without it being an office, right? Right, right? You've got all these amenities and it's not like really like, they're not like our stuff. Like we didn't have to build it out. We didn't have to create uh, all these restaurants. We didn't have to create parks. We don't have to create all this stuff. It is there. So when you even, even with a small uh, office that we have, we have all these amenities to offer our, our employees and, and our guests. And, right. And people you don't have to worry about We don't about, have to worry about the overhead up already. Right. No. Right. Or the eating in the, the stuffy yeah. cafeteria you guys don't have in the to, office building. Yeah. You don't the have deli. to offer mediocre food and Hawaiian shirt right, day on right. Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although Brad might appreciate that. He right? loves yeah. Hawaiian shirts, actually. Look at him. <laughs> no, I don't. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. Uh, uh, that's cool, though. The, the, whole, the whole way that's set up, I mean, it's kind of like everyone can focus on like – the one thing that they're supposed to do, right? right. So there's a lot of tentacles it's with that, I assume. Well, and, can... and think about it too, Sal. I mean, in my position, uh, I don't have to worry about being reelected for a job, right? My family's right. income is not dependent on whether or not I'm mayor. So I can, I have the freedom, you know, I don't have that um, baggage, so to speak, of worrying about my employment. We can, I can work with residents. I can meet with mm-hmm. them, talk to them and make sure that even though whenever you have change, there's going to be resistance, but you know, it affords me the opportunity to really, you know, and all the rest of the commissioners to make and vote the way we believe, you know, we should based on our values and based on, you know, what the community wants out of the, out of the commission. As opposed to what people want to hear. As opposed to what people want to hear, worrying about, you know, backing off or whatever, Mm -hmm. because it might be the right thing to do, but I have to worry about my job. No, in this particular case, the way Royal Oak, I think, and that's a, that's a, and then you also get a diverse group of people. Our commission is made up of not just attorneys, but you have a guy like me that, you know, has a treasury finance and uh, business development background. You have a public policy person. Mm -hmm. You have a, a communications person. So um, it really creates a situation where we can put our heads together and mm-hmm. advance the city without, you know, worrying about are we going to have a job next year? Yeah. Right. It, it, and Mike, it, right now, in, so this is a different side of it. So in our political times where the politics are so polarizing in today's world and you're in the political sphere on some level. Do party politics play a role in in your day to day, or is that not even existent? Is it just very bipartisan, and you guys just agree, or is it, or are there real divides as far as party politics? Look, I could say it's becoming more and more partisan as as time goes on. I mean, all of the positions, the city commission and the mayor, are a nonpartisan ballots. So when you go to vote, um, you won't see an R or a D or no, an I or right, anything okay. when you vote for mayor. Um, however, um, you know, and I'd like to pride myself in all of my campaigns. I mean, my first campaign, I was endorsed by the former chair of the Oakland County Republican Party and the current chair of the Oakland County Democratic Party. So, oh, um, we have a history awesome. of making sure. And, and, and thank it's, God, it, it, and that's awesome. We try to carry it's that refreshing. spirit forward yeah. to have you know because we don't have as as mayors. I was just at the South Oakland County uh, Mayors Association, Republicans, Democrats, whatever. We all get along. We all care about the region. Partisan politics shouldn't play a role. 
level. But you're finding with the national and state narratives that mm-hmm. it's almost um, difficult to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And there are some folks out there in our community that that you yeah. know try to sure they divide ask, and conquer. Know, and Mike, is he a is he a Republican? Is he left? Is he or right? Is he a Democrat? Right. Where and is he? That will sway and, their vote. And Doesn't I knock matter. lots of doors. I've knocked thousands He's a of doors. Advocate. I mean, I've had people chase me off their porch, you know, by saying, <laughs> you know, oh, I, you know, I taught, hey, you know, Mayor Fournier, I'd like to talk to you about what's going on in the community, what's on your mind, and and you know, they could care less or like Republican or Democrat. Right. And depending on the answer, you know, I've I see that I I still have my sprinting uh, legs in me. Yeah. Um. And and some people don't care. Some people. I mean, yeah. you know, it doesn't well, you can't matter. Make everyone happy, right? And, right. Uh, to that point, how do you handle the criticism? You get a. I mean, being in the like you're in the public eye, and your decisions like like affect people, and you get a lot of criticism for that, one way or the other. Yeah. So, um, immediately upon being elected, and and if you've never been part of public office, it's it might be difficult to understand. But immediately <laughs> upon being elected, it. there are people out there that automatically have a distrust for government they Mm -hmm. um, are skeptical of everyone's motives you know they uh, they they don't want to see change they they don't want to understand the big picture they only care about what benefits them etc and that's something that initially was a challenge to deal with but i think you know exercising great patience understanding that you know this is a brother or sister in front of me right and i'm not going to judge them they may even say things to me that you know are terrible in nature but you try to look through it, at least I do, and say, okay, where is this person coming from? What is really bothering them? And can I help them? Are they willing to be helped? Can we resolve this issue for them? You can't take it personal, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I find is I might get a scathing email full of curse words and <laughs> you know, accusations. And when I reply back and say, hey, I'm sorry you feel this way, um, you know, here's where I'm coming from. Here's the data we looked at. Immediately, the attitude changes that, you know, wait a minute, my elected officials just aren't some, you know, group of people like zombies. They're not, they're not out to get me. Yeah, yeah. They're people, their dads, their mm-hmm. moms, yeah. their brothers, their sisters. And I think that goes a long way. So making sure that, you know, you don't engage and that you really, and you don't judge people and people get angry. And you, if you have an empathetic ear to even those who, you know, oppose everything um, <laughs> and try to understand where they're coming from, that doesn't mean you agree with them. Right. Right. It doesn't mean that you, you know, capitulate to all of their demands if it's not in the best interests of the community. But still having that empathetic ear, you know, goes a long way and it takes time. It takes yeah. practice. I mean, it takes most, commitment. Most wins come from putting yourself in the other person's shoes. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's, if they that's can a, get into yeah. yours, then it's okay. Right. It's like, I get it. Like, I get that you don't want this in your backyard. I totally, if I were you, I'd probably be up here as well. But understand as mayor, I'm not just accountable to you. I'm accountable to 60,000 people that call this place home. Yeah. And, you know, it's tough. 78% of the people believe we should do this. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I follow that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, this is how representative democracy works. Yeah. So just, you know, that's a good segue. I think so. This was a very hot topic. Last thing I want to talk about, uh, this Royal Oak transit proposal is causing like, I mean, people are just, like some people are all up in arms. Um, so let me just explain it. It's uh, it's going on the ballot in November 6th. Um, um, it'll uh, increase mass transit in Royal Oak. It's it's a five year, 1.2 mil proposal. Uh, it'll cost 4.8 mil to operate per year. Uh, smart buses will contribute 300K. Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. So you're basically looking at 25 bus shelters, 168 bus stops. Basically, what this is doing is creating more mass transit within the city that that uh, potentially people can use to get around the city. To your point, um, as people get older, they can use the, the mass transit. They can get on the bus. They can go to the zoo. They can go to the hospital. It gives them more options within the city. But the pushback 
is that that people don't think the cost is worth it, and it's it, there are some some um, really visceral responses to this proposal. Um, so talk to the audience uh, why why you believe in this proposal and why you think it's a good thing for the city as opposed to like not doing it, right? Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of a history lesson. I mean, the RTA has been a big topic here in Southeast Michigan for a while. And the couple times it's been on the ballot, we've seen that Royal Oak voters have consistently and a strong majority voted for transit. Okay. So as an elected official, I have to listen and hear what our residents are saying, right? right. They're saying, look, we, we value transit. We understand the value it brings to our property. We understand the value it brings to our neighbors who may have limited mobility. And so that really was the genesis of us saying, okay, uh, what can we do better as a community to make sure that people can age in place, that people can live here, that we're not dependent on cars, and that you know we can thrive as a community? And it's not so uncommon. I mean, towns of fifty thousand Saginaw has public transit, you know, smaller than Royal Oak. I mean, uh, there are a number of communities, mid-sized, sixty thousand, seventy thousand, that have public transit. So we said, okay, well, let's consult Smart, see if there's any opportunities here. Is this something we should explore? Fast forward, it evolved into a task force of uh, business owners, uh, people that knew a little bit about public transit um, and some other different representatives to say, okay, what would a plan look like in Royal Oak? What would it achieve? How would it help? They came with this plan. They came in front of the city commission. They said, look, in order to make this work, we need 1.25 mills. SMART can be the manager of it, uh, which is great. SMART allows us to get all the federal and state funding we need to, to really offset a lot of the costs. Uh, but we still need, you know, we're adding routes and for the benefit of Royal Locers, so you know we we have to compensate that. So um, I think that um, the plan that we have in place. I mean, people look at it. Okay, it's going to increase my tax. You know, that's eight, the big eight, thing. Yeah. Eight dollars a month, seven dollars a month. I mean, for me, it's going to be. I just put is that a, the increase? So is that what we're talking about? Well, one point two five mills. It's one point two five mills, but depending on your taxable value. I mean, if you've lived in your house you for twenty years, dollar house, right? It's one hundred twenty five dollars a year. Yeah, and a lot of Roughly. those $200,000 houses if you've lived in it for, you know, 20 years, you know, your taxable value is much lower than yeah. what it should be. But if you just bought your house. If you just bought your house, then yeah, divide it by 2 and multiply it by 1.25. Mm -hmm. For me, I put a number of renovations in my house finally. My wife said bunk beds are not an addition. <laughs> so, we tapped into the savings. Uh now I can't retire in 2 years. I got to retire in 30. Uh but, you know, for me it's going to be much more expensive I think than the average taxpayer just because I reset my taxable value when when we mm -hmm. put an addition onto sure. my house. So, yeah. Um, you know, the amount and, and I get it. People, the first question they ask is, how does this benefit me? I'm not using the bus. You know, I don't see a return on investment, but that's not the nature of taxes. I've never called an ambulance. Thank God. Thank God. I've never called the ambulance. Right. But I do know I pay for that in my property tax. And I do know I've had neighbors on my street. Thank God that ambulance is there. Thank God we have one of the best EMS services in all of the state. You know, in two, three minutes, they're at the hospital mm -hmm. getting the treatment they need because I've never called you know, for uh, those services doesn't mean I don't want to pay for them, right? Yeah. Um, so if you ever need them, you want them to be there. You ever like, need them. <laughs> exactly. You have like to insurance. look at two. So let's just say it's 10 years, right? $1,250, right? On a, my little calculation there. Does that bring the value of your house up? 1250 bucks, right? And likely it does with everything that, that it offers, yeah. allowing people to come into the city through the mass transit, allowing people to come downtown, building the value, building the values of the city. S yeah, I, I mean, mean it, in it general, Sal, value. 
In general, I mean, our research shows, I mean, look, every situation is unique, but in general, look at the homes along public transit lines in Virginia and D.C. and Mm -hmm. New York, New Jersey, I mean, all over the place. Uh, If people have access to transit, yes, it is going to increase the value. It's a feature that whether they use it or not, people know that it's going to bring value to their home. And that translates. There's not a direct calculation, but I would even argue, too. I mean, we just had a conversation about parking, right? If we have 300 people use the transit system... If we have 300 people use the transit system every night, you know, on Friday and Saturday night, use the the routes, um, that helps the city avoid paying for another $15 million parking garage. Mm-hmm. That you so can build something else You on. could build something right. else with. So um, we have to look at it not just how do I see a personal ROI, but how does my community benefit at large? And then there are the moral benefits, right? We have seniors. We have a senior transportation program right now that has some limitations on it. It's a call for service. You know, the hours aren't great. Um, and how can we expand that program? And this will afford us the opportunity to expand those options. We have folks that don't want to drive, can't drive. We have people that work in our city. You guys see it in the downtown. Maybe they can't live in Royal Oak, but they're coming from Warren Madison Heights. They can get or a lot to, further. or a lot further. They can get into the city affordably, not tie up parking mm-hmm. and, you know, get there on time and, and they're excellent workers. And so our businesses downtown can recruit some of the best workers because they have access mm-hmm. to our downtown. So there are more Moral benefits, there are economic benefits, and arguably, Sal, you know, if you want to look at a personal return, I mean, the data shows that, you know, in yep. general, your home values will go up. So right. with the transit, is it is that is it going to be only a, a, a city of Royal Oak kind of circuit, or will it extend out into other communities? Well, I think like, it's putting it on the stops of the mass transit, yes. right? So what we have is we have Smart right now, <clears throat> yep. and think of it as adding a couple extra routes to Smart with more frequent stops along the areas that track. I mean, Royal Oak has high density population, so it leans you know sixty thousand people in twelve square miles. We have a middle school, a high school, Oakland Community College, the zoo, Beaumont, a number of businesses on the Woodward corridor, a vibrant downtown. Um, and so, you know, we naturally lend ourselves to, 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 to a, adding a couple additional routes. I think what you'll find is if we do this right, that you'll have other neighboring communities. And I've already had discussions uh, privately with some of the mayors saying, well, you know, we'd probably be interested in, in tapping into this, sort of having our own mini RTA mm-hmm. in southeast Oakland County. Uh, but we're not going to wait. I mean, this is a debate that is influenced heavily by, you know, uh, some some political dilemmas. But for us, we, uh, you know, our people wanted it. They voted for the RTA several times. We can see the direct benefit. Um, and then we're putting it to the voters to see, you know, what they feel about it. So and ultimately, that's what it is, right? You're taking you're taking information and you're saying this is good. We believe it's good. But let's put it on the ballot. It's right, not right. as if you're choosing to do it yourself, right? You're, you're giving people the option to vote, vote on it. Right. Right. It's, 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 you're not it's making the choice. I mean, I, I mean, I personally see the value in it. Yeah. Uh, some others don't. And I think some of the points of contention, I mean, people are attacking the city commission. How dare you put this on the ballot? It's like, well, you may not believe just rather in make the, the decision for you. Yeah. You may not believe in the intelligence okay. of our, our voters, but I do. Yeah. I knock right. thousands of doors. I talk to our voters day in and day out. We have really smart, compassionate people in this community, and I trust them with a decision like this. So, so the reason I asked if there's going to be more like stops outside of the city of Royal Oak, if it's going to if it's going to go to Troy or whatever, is there, if it's big enough, is there a is there a way to tap into the county to help alleviate some of the millage? Um, yeah. So so as, actually, as yeah. So that's that's how it's designed. So Smart Bus is still Smart Bus, right? right? And you can get to Troy. You can get all over. 
But as you get closer to Royal Oak, instead of having the stops every mile or half mile and coming every hour, what we said is here's some routes that will really connect from Myers to Beaumont or whatever. We designed the routes to where the, you know you get picked up every 15 minutes and the routes are more um, – you know your stops are quarter mile, let's say. So like a real transit system following right. best practices. Well, Smart said we can't do that. We don't have the money to do that. So you're going to have to feed into the system. But by leveraging Smart – as the manager, we're saving money. Smart also has the authority to bring in state and federal funds. So to do a program like this by ourselves would cost three times the amount. But because we're using Smart, I mean, even the purchase of the buses, Smart's buying. And if for some reason in five years this passes, and for some reason it doesn't work, that's not a that's not a an absorbed cost by the city. Those buses, Smart will just bring them back into their fleet, and you know we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we paid you're for what we used on for the bus. The, right. You're, you're, that's just being added exactly. on by them. Right. I feel like that would be a, a, a big win to educate more voters out there. Like, this this would normally cost us four mils, but because of the way we're doing it, we've got it down. Right. It's like a sale to them, right? That might help. Yeah, it's you're getting a great value. You're a great sales. I'm just saying it. <laughs> no, I mean, people, it's a good point, Brad. All people think of is the 1.25 yeah. mils, but really it should be four or five mils. Yeah, yeah you're right. getting four mils of value for 1.25. Right. Listen, we struggle with this in our business all the time. Do we spend money to make money? Do we do this? Do we, right? It, it, you've got to look at the benefits outweighing the, the costs and, and how it's going to work out. So, um, you know, we're running out of time. So I want to give you an opportunity just in your words, a, a couple things that I think about is um, what do you believe Royal Oak's character is today? Where is it going? And, you know, if you were to impart any words to the to the audience that you that you want them to hear obviously this is your opportunity yeah so royal oak i always like to say we're a cross-section of america we pride ourselves on having diversity both in terms of culture um economic status uh and even you know bringing in a whole myriad of visitors to our community every year we have strong neighborhoods um beautiful neighborhoods uh, we're a community built of um with really neighborhood identification even though our uh, our downtown gets a lot of the attention and, you know, I think we embody the values of progress in this city. And that's not just economic development. It's progress and leadership in terms of, you know, making sure what we do is for the right reasons, the right moral reasons, making sure what we do is for the right economic reasons, but also making sure uh, what we do, uh, we're setting, you know, ourselves up for our children and our grandchildren to make sure that they have a place to call home here in Royal Oaks. So uh, it takes work. It takes effort. Um, change is difficult. Uh, doing nothing also has its consequences as well, like we discussed, but um, really exciting times and, uh, you know, uh, Royal Oak is on the right path and, you know, we we look at ourselves as a leader in this region and uh, hopefully others can learn from our journey. Well, I will tell you as a group, uh, I know we love working in Royal Oak. Sal loves living here. He tells me all the time how, how great it is and um, we love being a part of the community. So thank you for your service. Um, one One last thing, Mark Wahlberg is going to be in town. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've had the opportunity to meet him a couple times. Um, you know, we trade six pack stories. Yeah, uh, mine's He's in the fridge. Dude. His is on yeah. his stomach. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's exciting. But there's me a Wahlburgers here uh, for the audience if they didn't know. So uh, thank you, Mayor Mike Fornell, Fournier. Sorry, I screwed that up. So uh, thank you for being on the show. We really do appreciate your support. It, it means a lot to us. Hey, well, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. You guys are great guys and uh, appreciate your time this awesome. morning. Awesome. So thank you, everybody. Uh, obviously, again, subscribe to our show. It helps us out a lot. Listen in next week. We've got real producers uh, of Oakland County Magazine, uh, the, the the publishers, Tara and Chris Toady on the show. Uh, Sal? 
That's it, man. That's it. You look fantastic. I mean, you really, both I of you guys it. look really good today. I don't know. What ha- I mean, is it because the mayor was in, you think? I, we just had to step it up to I match mean, you. Yeah, I bring the baseline down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. Uh, Jessica, have a good day, too. We miss you. We haven't talked to you in a while. You too. Love you. Bye. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 